up, everybody? Welcome back to the Game Fanatics podcast. Uh, we've survived E3. It was uh, long and hard. Who's got it? Who's got the joke? What joke? All right. Perfect. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're all uh, mature adults. Just left me hanging there. Now, now that we've started the podcast, you guys decide to to keep it. All right. Cool. Perfect. My name is Joel. I am your host, and uh, we've got a slew of just randos in this podcast today excuse me <laughs> i met logan but <laughs> that's me so i guess we'll just we'll just uh go down the list here so that you know whose voice belongs to who uh my name is joel uh next is uh we're gonna go in alphabetic order so if your name is next introduce yourself now i know my abc's joel thank you <laughs> shut up logan oh <laughs> This is off to a great start. It is my turkey. It's me, Logan. Thanks for listening. Next. Uh, That's that's not. I guess. I don't know. Shut up. I'm talking. I'm Steph. (laughs) I'm a female. That's hard. This is not freaking. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Bioshock. Classic Steph, and I'm Tyler, I'm, I'm the reviews editor, and I'm the guy trying in vain to keep my sanity with, with these chuckleheads, so yeah, Cthulhu Fatagan. Wait, you can't say your title, I didn't get to say mine. Chucklehead. Yeah, chucklehead. Shut up, Joel. That's not my title. <laughs> I don't it have a name. Title, title to a title. Get out of here. Right. That's, and Ben is here. Ben, say your I'm name here, prepare for this disaster. All right. Cool. And All make right. it Steph, this is this is your first time <laughs> yes. on the Game Fanatics podcast, correct? Steph? Oh, me. Okay. I, I didn't yeah, hear it. It's name. your first time on here. No, it's the yeah. other it's Steph. It's your first time on here. Shut the fuck up. And yes. there goes our child. Well, okay. So it is her first time on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, so the last uh last couple of weeks we've been kind of uh just I guess regurgitating E3 letting it uh processing it just more or less yeah i mean the the whole world was talking about e3 for like two straight weeks so we decided to just work on our work on our content and lay low a little bit so um but we're back and uh e3 is long long gone and we'll never see it again it was the end oh that's too bad that was nice yep it was there um but it certainly was a thing Video games are not dead. What? We still have been playing them. E3 may be dead, but not uh not video games. So long live video games. Long live the games of videos. But uh, we're gonna talk about the games that we've been playing. So I will go ahead and just I haven't been playing much, so I'll talk about mine. Then we'll go Ben, Logan, Steph, and Tyler. Okay. Right, that is the order of the list. Remember the order of the list. Um, I have only been really playing uh, Path of Exile and uh, Hollow Knight on my Switch. Um. Path of Exile on my PS4, but just kind of a comfort food, you know. I just I get home from work and my brain is dead, so I just like use my comfort food video games to just uh, play, entertain myself, and then go to bed. Um, other than that, I don't think I just got I bought um, Fallout 76. I got it for PS4. I know, shame, shame. Everybody is on different consoles, so it doesn't matter. But I got it for PS4. I got the thing that you got Ben for 17 bucks from Walmart with the you get the game, and then you get, like, that little package of goodies. Yeah, it's a great deal. It's a great deal. Um, so that will be arriving soon. Um, 
Yeah, I'm excited to play. I actually I played the uh, trial that the trial weekend that they had. Yeah, and that free it. one week trial. <clears throat> yeah, enjoyed it. I didn't feel enticed to buy any, you know, microtransaction or anything like that. I actually didn't see where they were. Yeah, you could um, ignore that store the whole time and no, no, no worries. It's all good. Yeah. And yeah. they give you Keep a lot of free money. stuff, to be honest. Like, yeah. especially during Easter, there was the death claw thing. Like, what I've paid for, I didn't pay full price for it. And I got one. I got one for my boyfriend for PC so we could oh. play. And I liked four, the style and that sort of thing. But they brought oh, a lot yeah. of stuff back. It's just still a fun game. Would I pay full price for it? Nah. But I think people are just, they're not mad about 76. They're just mad at Bethesda. And. I 100% agree with what people were like mad about because it's 100% fair. But don't take it out on the game. Take it out on the actual creators. Aim your yeah, anger I mean, at Todd it, Howard. Got it. It had, um, I mean, it had some issues when it launched, but I think overall, from what I played, like when I imagined myself playing a Fallout MMO like I always wanted, this is close to what I imagined. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm. It's not going to be a game I get like super hardcore into. Um, I know Ben and I have talked about this a couple times already, but it's just a game we're going to play in between other games. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm doing now. And the stuff they're adding on, like other you personally selling and things like that, it's making the game better. And I, I can respect that. It's it sounds a lot it sounds a lot like how uh kind of like the role Destiny Two has has for me. Like if I'm not playing anything for review or anything else, it's just something comfortable to slip back slip into and just enjoy and hang out with friends and just you know get you know get around so yeah i i, I can see that appeal mm-hmm. exactly i'm gonna open a weed shop in that game please do great yeah uh, good luck uh, ben mr ben ben oh yeah ben so friend. uh i bought bloodstained Ooh. and so there's a couple things with this game because they had that big uh bug with the patch that came out where if you started the oh, game yeah. before the patch came out and then it patched itself you would not be able to finish the game which is awesome i luckily did not get affected by that because i was playing on pc which i guess was already patched master uh, race yeah master race anyway but I, I will say this if i had i would have quit playing the game because that glitch is horrible and the yeah. game is not good enough to warrant me replaying six hours <laughs> to get where I was. Uh, Are you a big Castlevania fan? I'm a huge Castlevania fan. Uh, I love Symphony of the Night, Super Metroid, the H and stuff that. like that. But this is a game that is a, a spiritual sequel, obviously, to Symphony of the Night and those you know, GBA Castlevania games. But that was 20 years ago, and it really feels like it has not advanced at all. When you look at games like Hollow Knight that have and have changed the game for lack of a better term. We got two guacamelee games that change what a Metrovania could be. And then we get this game and it just feels old and I'm not loving it really that much at all. Weird. It's just just fine. I think Hollow Knight's a better game. La Mulana 2 is a better game. Um, A lot like time spinners. I think I played earlier this year is a really good game to play that instead. Play, uh, Mulaka, I think it is. That's another Metroidvania game that you can oh, only yeah, jump on the walls. I did that, see that one. It, like the entire like camera and perspective like shifts as you jump. Yes, that's a really really good game. And this just feels twenty years old. And as cool as Symphony of the Night is, 
if you played it now, it's not as good of a game. And that's kind of what we're getting. I think, I, I think though, Ben, it sounds like a lot of the appeal that I've been seeing from Bloodstained has been it's, it, it's sort of rededication to the gothic Egovania appeal, and I think that's where a lot of the pleasure is coming from. It's sort of similar to what happened when I picked up Ukulele. Like, I know it's flawed. I know there's some inherent issues with the genre, in particular era it's aping, but it's still something I inherently enjoy um but with with ukulele that game didn't come out and it felt like banjo kazooie and you couldn't move the right stick for the camera and it was super limited it felt like a modern version (laughs) of that game this game does not feel like a modern symphony of the night it looks like it is but that's it Hmm. i mean the gameplay style is basically the same as symphony of the night or aria of sorrow any of those games and that's great but man have things changed in 20 years that is that's an interesting take, man. But hmm. it's still really it's still really good. But it's like okay, fine. And it's so you're saying say I should that. buy it for twenty dollars? Um, yeah, forty dollars is crazy. It's crazy. It's way overpriced for forty dollars, especially that, when you can get Hollow Knight for half that price. It's like fifteen game. or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. It's just a I do want to play it. I do want to play. I do like the art style and everything that it has. And so, I, yeah, I'll just wait for it to be. I like so. I mean, one of the biggest problems I have with I, to actually get more into it is there's been two or three distinct points where I have no idea where to go. And it's not fun traversing the world to figure out where I need to go. Yeah. I have he- I have heard that like. Like it, it's weird because a lot of mo- modern games d- do this sort of like telegraphing sort of thing or signposting, and a lot of old school like you know stuff like Super Metroid and Symphony like really didn't do that. It was just here's a power up, figure out figure out wh- where to go with it. But you're trying to tell me that Bloodstained kind of doesn't really have that nailed. Okay, there's, there's two there's two instances, mild spoilers I guess. But there's oh, no. one where you need to get an ID card, no, but it doesn't tell you you need stop. to get an ID card. You have to go to this guy who rents books, but like give you stat boosts and talk to him once you have a picture of yourself. And he's like, oh, I can make an ID card. Why would I assume the librarian guy who I might not even find can make me an ID card to go to the place way on the other side of the map? Why That's would how I, I get my ID cards. That seems a little obtuse. And then, no, wait for this other one. So there's a, a, like all Castlevania games, there's water, and you eventually get the ability to travel in the water, right? To get the ability to travel in the water, you have to kill a certain enemy and wait till you get its ability, and then you can travel in the water and then progress that direction. But it doesn't tell you that. You just have to find out. So it's similar to the glyph system that was used in Castlevania Aria of Sorrow with uh, yes. with Shinoa. Okay. It is exactly that. All right. And that's that's cool and that's fine, but like it's it's not cute because of the how the fast travel works. It's very limited and it can take a long time to get certain places. It's just not fun when you don't know where to go and you're just I guess I go here and walk for 5 minutes and 10 minutes and then and now I got to travel again. It's like, God, this is just a pain in the ass. There's a difference between getting lost and trying to find the the hole for the key you just found. Yeah, um, it's it's disheartening. And they'll give you clues, but they give you clues like way in advance to where you're like, I don't even remember what the hell you were talking about because I hadn't gone there yet. So I, this clue isn't relevant to me. 
that, that's weird. kind of that's kind of unusual, Ben. Then again, I don't yeah. think I'm a good enough judge of that sort of thing because people have been telling me how fantastic Hollow Knight is. But like I, I, I started playing it a year ago, got past the boss battle with Hornets and like got to like the second kind of area with the acid. And now I have no idea where the hell I'm supposed to go, and I've been running around like a chicken with its head cut off. I, th- I think that's the one spot in the game that does do that, and that game's huge. It's easy to yeah. get lost in that game. Yeah, so, so that's where I'm at. It's like, okay, if it happens like this early on, and then, and then it kind of evens out, I'm okay with it. And it sounds like hopefully something similar happens with Bloodstained. I, I'm, still, I'm still keeping some optimism for it. It's not bad. Like, I sound really negative on it, it's really well made. It's beautiful. It's just these like, first impressions aren't exactly stellar. Yeah, like, this is not the oh my gosh, Castlevania's back. This is all right. It's back. Yay! Just more of the same. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Nothing, nothing like to make it stand out from everyone else in this slew of Metroidvania games that we are, constantly get. Four Metroidvania games in the last year that I would recommend <laughs> before this. Oof. Yeah. Oof, indeed. Big goof. Big oof. That's a okay. huge oof. I've been playing Forza Horizon 4. Cars. Nothing recently. Forza. It's an amazing game. It's beautiful. It's a collector's, a completionist like dream and nightmare with how many things are on that map, with things that you're able to do. And... I can't stop playing it. It's really relaxing for me. I love the way that the cars feel with like the Xbox controller and the rumble that it uses. It works really well. And I like designing my cars in very weeb styles with anime waifus all over them. So yeah, and you haven't uploaded any pictures, you bastard. Are you excited for the Lego expansion? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, that just came out and I do want to play that. I mean, driving through that world with Lego cars, sold. Say no more. <laughs> that was Ooh, like that trash. Was, everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is indeed awesome. <laughs> Are you done? Moving on, Steph. All right. No, I'm not done. Oh, I'm kidding. Go, go, go. <laughs> I swear. Um. So. All I've been playing was the new DLC for Borderlands 2 because it was such a huge thing right before 3. It was smart that they did this. It's the Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary. Um, I'm still playing it. It is hard. It adds a bunch of extra levels, extra guns, because in 2, they stop you at 72 at the Ultra Vault Hunter whatever. Um, and now you could go up to level 80. Ooh. introduced a whole bunch of new guns, a toothpick. It's like a translucent thing. But you do have to play the Tales from the Borderlands. And everyone keeps on saying, like, oh, that's not canon. No, from the beginning, they have said that game was canon because it will spoil a whole bunch of stuff. You will cry. Huh. Uh, oh, th- oh but, thank goodness. I-, I really love Tales of the Borderlands. So did I. Um, but it happens right after someone dies. Ooh. Um, All right. You know what I'm talking about, Tyler? Yes, I know like, exactly I the part you're talking about. Um, so they cover all that. So you see, um, uh, it's see. mostly those characters from that and the main, um, a few of the and main the, ones from two. And, 
and the and of course the player character or whoever they are. Yeah. Um, well, but I haven't been it yet, and I don't. This is one of those things I don't want to see what happens because I'm just usually it's the journey, not the destination. I don't care about spoilers, but for a few things I do, and this is one of them. Um, but it's hard. I definitely recommend it. It's free. Um, if you already have two. And I think right now for PlayStation, the Handsome Collection is free at the moment. Yes, it is. It, it was the free game for June's PS mm-hmm. Plus. And even the month before then, it was the original Borderlands, which was awesome. Um, I definitely recommend getting that because then you'll get the, um, that for free. And if you have a 4K TV, they did um, have a new like um, patch. A 4K update. Yep. Um, normally 10 bucks on its own, but I actually got for free. So it's just like score. Don't have a 4k TV yet, but I'm a snatch of this thing. Um, but the only problem, uh, if you want to catch up from, if you actually want to play tales from the borderlands, you can't because yeah. of the whole, they lost their licensing. Even if you've bought it and uninstalled it, if you try to reinstall it, you cannot at all. I the whole licensing thing. Yep. Um, uh, Exactly. I will I, I will admit once I heard Telltale was closing down and their licenses are trying to expire, I did kind of go a little preserve crazy and like bought and installed as many of their stuff as I could on my PS4 hard drive just so I could, you know, have them and, you know, and the thing is, them. plenty of companies have like gone under or something like that. But the fact that they were losing their licenses, I don't think people were getting it. They're just like, okay, they're not around, uh, but I still have them. Like, no, you don't understand. You can't. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm not sure of many companies. I've never really paid attention. Um, but I redownloaded that on my PC. I never uninstalled stuff for my 360, but I never got it for my 4, my mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. Because um, I won't let you buy it. I'll let you say, hey, this is it. Um, but just watch on YouTube. To be honest, it's a Telltale game. Some people are like, oh, you don't like playing those games. Huh? Suck it up, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> I'm right there I'm with playing you. That. It's super hard. I spent three days on just one boss. And it's not like I can quit the game either. Or else I have to go through this whole entire thing just to get it. It's, it's a thing. It's worth it. Um, I'm used to those kind of bosses. And I even have the online on right now for random people come in and go pew pew. Okay, here you go, you loser. Um, <laughs> but no one's stepping up to the plate because I'm the highest level. That is one I know. That is something I do want to ask. Do you know there's like a minimum level requirement for you to start the commander? Yes, DLC? you have to be level 30 because, throughout, because it tells you, hey, you have to finish Borderlands 2 right beforehand do not play it there will be extreme spoilers and the first run it's level 30 is the highest okay that's pretty fair because in the first vase from level one you go up to level 30 and that's the whole storyline is up to level 30 that does sound about right because i actually just recently finished borderlands 2 on the handsome collection with my psycho and he's like level 31, and that's because I've been messing around with the Captain Scarlet expansion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that checks out. But definitely play around with all the expansions, but it's very good if you have it. Definitely get on board with it, especially since it's going to be in less than three months. Three is going to be coming out. Um, and I think I've decided, so I already pre-ordered. I got my stuff for the PS4, but even might also get it for the PC now and just play it later. Because I eventually I, do get it, but I'm just, 
I started on console with that game, so I'm more of a console thing, but, you know, it's it's a thing. You know, I'm a nut. <laughs> and also the VR for Borderlands is dope. Uh, the free DLC for all that, because some people in the game Finax, I won't name any names because I can't remember. Um, they're just like, oh, why is it the, just the basic thing? I'm, but they started that just to make sure it works. And they're like, cool, you guys like this. It has aim controller support, which I got an aim controller. It works beautifully. Nice. Oh, my stars. Um, and so every single DLC, including the newest one that just came out, um, I believe next month, since it's officially summer now, which is, you know, 21st, whatever type of horse poopy. Um, oh, 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 okay, so they do have a proper update um, a release. Oh, yeah, for they, that they, announced, they announced that. Um, That's great. They announced that when they announced Borderlands 3. They're like, by the way, every single DLC character, every single thing will be thrown into the VR. No, I do um, recall that announcement. I just didn't know we got a proper official release date for the update. There's not an official release date. They're just, they said in summer. Sometimes in summer, knowing, yeah. But knowing games, that usually means probably late July. Mm. There's not an official date, but since summer solstice is technically the 21st, and that's the beginning of summer, any time after that is fair game. Um, but most likely beginning of August, I'm hopefully the end of July. Oh, it's so hard. I'm probably going to play it until 3 in the morning again. All right, Tyler, you, you can go. Gee, I wonder if there's enough screen time left. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, darling. Yeah, we're only like... We're only like twenty minutes in. You're good. <laughs> All right. So um, I haven't played. I've been playing a few things here and there. I've kind of gone back to uh, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, mostly because uh, Shang Tsung has gone live uh, for, for Combat Pass holders. And um, oh dear me, it is such a love letter to the cheesy masterpiece that is the Mortal Kombat movie, and I love it to death. <laughs> like. It's like get like everybody has anybody here seen the trailer? You know they got Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa to voice, you know, to to reprise his role as Shang Tsung. You know, everybody oh, know, really? every- from the movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah the performance captured him and and, and like one of his outros is he actually the camera like zooms in on him and he goes full on. Your soul is mine. Right to the camera. It, it is That's beautiful. Yes, and this is where it gets even kind of more amazing. If you go to the like the alternate skins you can like unlock for your characters, apparently if you like got Shang Tsung as part of the combat pass, one of his alternate costumes is that dope looking like coat look he had in the movie. Like you can make him look exactly like he's from the movie. Oh shit. Are there yeah. other movie costumes for other characters? As far as I can tell, no. What? Like, which is really strange. I mean, I mean, there are references to the movie. Like, there's like certain like bits of dialogue where people reference the movie, and there's even a cosmetic for Johnny C- for Johnny Cage called five hundred dollars sunglasses. Wow. So, yeah, so there's very clearly like tongue in cheek references, but this is like the most blatant in your face. Hey, remember the movie sort of stuff with with Shang Tsung. My oh, and oh dear me, I, you could just tell that Kira Hiroyuki Tagawa had a lot of fun kind of coming back to relish the role. Like, I think one of my favorite, like, exchanges is between him and Shao Kahn, which when something, when something, it's when something like, you have failed me for the last time. 
in a thousand years have only failed you twice. That's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just this, you know, smarm to him, and I and I love it. My only real kind of issue with him is that right now in competitive play and the like, it looks like he's a, not exactly as a big heavy hitter as people expected. Like he's mostly a range fighter with his fireballs and his teleportation and stuff, and he doesn't have that much combo game. Otherwise, because you combat pass holders are the beta testers. Yeah, more or less, but but, <laughs> I, but 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 I do like how they maintain like soul steal ability and his ability to like shape shift into other characters for special attacks. That works out pretty well, and it's kind of a fun way to kind of you know reference characters like Rain or Reptile who aren't on the roster. But yeah. but, but but honestly, the big kind of appeal right now for Shang Tsung is just holy shit, we got the actor from the movie to come back to play the role, and hey. Here's so much of nostalgia for you, and also, holy crap, having having video game graphics come such a far long way, you know. So, you know, you know that's something I checked out, and I can officially state this now because we are past embargo. I have also been playing Judgment, which is um, uh, t- uh, which is a uh, team uh, Ryuga Katoko's um, uh, Yakuza game spinoff, and it's interesting to say the least. Like. I don't really want to kind of overblow it because it is very much still a Yakuza formula game. You're still in the city of Kamurocho. It's still an open. It's still an open city area. You can still wa- wander into stores and, and restaurants and arcades for some reason. And occasionally thugs sh- show up and you have to beat them up. But the storyline and everything else is very different. Is kind of different from Yakuza. Like it's still a like it's still a crime story, but you're playing as a detective, and instead of being like an underworld, you know, you know, you know, power struggle sort of thing, it's a serial it's a it's a serial killer murder mystery, and the game does change a couple of ways of uh, uh, changes the formula of how things work. Like there's actual like dialogue options you have whenever you're questioning a suspect, and you get rewarded for asking proper pressing questions that are relevant to the investigation, or there's like these tailing missions where you have to, you know, tra- you know, you know, track down a guy or you disguise yourself and get into stealth sequences. And there are also these, I hate to say them otherwise, but there are these like Shenmue style chase sequences with quick time events where you're like chasing down a guy who's running away or the like. And it adds a lot more than I was expecting to this sort of very tried formula that I have kind of grown to love after Sega, you know, kept very graciously sending me review copies of Yakuza 6, Kiwami 1, Kiwami 2. And I do I do appreciate them not so much completely overhauling their formula so much as it is taking it in a different direction, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I watched the review for Judgment this week because I totally forgot about that game coming out. And mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, it hits everything that you said. And it looks really fun. Like, I like the idea of the detective work and the story and, like, all that that encompasses it. And so I'm excited to read your review on it when it comes out. My only my, – uh, hopefully that should be up around the time that this podcast goes live. But my only real problem with it is that sometimes the Yakuza formula, I feel like, almost kind of gets in the way of the plot. Like, the new character, uh, Takumi Yagami, Takiyakiyami – his, they, everybody keeps calling him Tak, so I keep messing that up. But uh, he, uh, but the whole thing is that he's, he's, he's his backstory involves him being an ex-lawyer who 
dark, tragic stuff happens. He became, yeah, and he became a detective. Uh, yeah, of course. It, 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 he became a detective, and he's got a smoking thing. Like, they really leaned hard on this very noir detective vibe with him, and I love that. And and they kind of build him up these kind of more of a detective, and, he, and if fights happen, he gets the tar kicked out of him, and he barely scrapes by. But then as you keep going through the plot, there are still random encounters that happen in Kamarocho where guys just show up and start beating on you. And the thing is, back in, like, the Yakuza games, when you're playing as, you know, this... You know this wall of meat that's technically a man named named Kazuma Kiryu. You know, you know the kind of guy who will beat your teeth in with a with a freaking traffic cone or like you know that makes sense. But then he gets to like Yagami and he's just this scrawny looking guy in a leather jacket and suddenly these thugs show him. It's like, hey, you're looking at me funny. And start beating up on him. <laughs> it it's comes off. As- yeah, it's a big mood. It, it, it just kind of feels a bit out of place, if that makes any sense. I mean, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of moments where the plot does kind of you know you know you know bend itself into pretzels to justify it, but oh my goodness, it can get a little jarring at times. Also, now that I think about it, Kamarocho is a very interesting kind of thing in video games because you know you know there there have been six there have been technically seven Yakuza games and a zombie spinoff. And now there's this game, and I'm still fi- and they still find new ways to spin the story and spin the setting, and I find that to be really impressive in its own right. Like you can still find areas like Stardust, Bacchus, etc. You know, you know, brought up, you know, brought up or even shown in the environment, but they still find new way- places for you to go to. It's a very lived-in setting, and I do love that. But that's uh, that's more or less all, all I have to say about it. like if you've played the Yakuza formula, if you've played the Yakuza games before, and you're afraid Judgment may be going a little too off in its own direction, check check, check this out. Like there's a good mix, but my only real complaint is that I wish it could have gone a bit more with some of its detective stuff. Are you yeah. gathering clues and stuff, or how does that it's, work? That is kind of where I, that's kind of where the linearity of the plot does kind of hamper you a bit. Like honestly. It's it's still very much a Yakuza flavored game in, in, in that you go to place to place, cutscenes play out, occasionally you get a dialogue option, you know, to it, more or less is basically, hey, are you paying attention, kind of a thing. Okay. But 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 when it comes to clues and leads, they get updated as the plot progresses. But the good news is is that as far as I can tell, so as far as I can tell, no real major red herrings or, or obvious oversights are happening. Like things kind of unravel at a decent pace. So. Hmm. You know, you know, which is which is a good thing because as much as I do enjoy the Akaza games, some of them did get a little formulaic when it came to you know who's the guy behind the great conspiracy, who's the big bad, and who's going to be the guy that you know takes off his shirt to show his badass you know you know bodybuilder sculpted body for you to fight, and you know who's going to be the guy that's going to try shooting you in a in a climactic showdown. Like all that kind of got a little, all that kind of got a little familiar. And judgment is actually doing a lot of smart things to kind of keep things in its own, you know, in its own style. But in terms of it being a proper detective game where you actually have to put together stuff for yourself, this isn't it. Like this is still okay. a very this is still a very narrative centric experience. Well, we look forward to your review. Thank you. I can't wait to hear more about it. Yay. Um so moving on to the next topic. Um Steph. I guess I didn't really hear much of your thoughts over E3. So besides the Borderlands stuff, how did you feel overall about this year's E3? There was more than just Borderlands. 
right? <laughs> um, but actually, I think she, she knows what she really, likes. Nintendo really killed it. I actually really like the Halo situation because they've been talking about it for a while, and you're just like, huh, where is it? Um, but it being the launch title for the new Scarlet Fever, whatever um, they got going on, I was just like, all right, that's a smart situation. Um, I like that they waited for that because if they messed up on that, you get a lot of very angry people. Let's be honest. So, um, again, I wish I saw more PlayStation stuff since I have a PlayStation. Um, but Nintendo, they still were just like, hmm, we're here. Bam. You want uh, one champ? Now we got you two. Here. Enjoy. But outside of that, it was fine. Uh, we got Keanu Reeves, of course. Wholesome boy. But for someone that doesn't have an Xbox or things like that, I have no complaints about it. It was still nice. Um, the setups from the booths, from the photos that I saw, looked pretty dope. Uh, the Borderlands stuff was fine, but it was an extended trailer. E3 is fine. I never have a problem with E3, but it's just at that point, I don't think people really sit and wait for it too much anymore. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The only people who I know did that were PlayStation people because PlayStation doesn't have their own direct. They kind of keep a lot of things hush-hush, which is kind of smart, at least in my opinion. Um... They announced that Death Standing thing. Yeah. Um, Death Stranding, yeah. Stranding? I thought it was Standing. Hope. It's um, Stranding. It's Death Standing. <laughs> like, oh, Death Standing at the door? Maybe? I don't know. It's gorgeous either way. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a vitamin. The, 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 the name of that game sounds like the, the sort of cheap cash-in, knockoff, direct-to-DVD spinoff you'd see. And like a bargain, like a, like a bargain bin to like cash in on. It's like, it's like, hey, I want box. Yeah, hey, I found that there Death Standing. You wanted Death Stranding, Mom. <laughs> you still play it because she's like, ah, she still tried hard to find it, but like, oh, it's not too bad. Whatever, thanks, Mom. I love you too. Uh, <laughs> not like that ever happened to me. Um, but all in all, Ethan was fine. I enjoyed it. Um, but it's, it's okay. It's just, I feel like it's hit a lukewarm, um, part. I like yeah. that, again, everyday people can go to it now, but in a weird way, because those kind of people can go to it, I feel like it hasn't gotten that much, um, je ne sais quoi. That cachet, if you will. Yeah. I feel like... Oh, and the whole Bethesda thing, first of all, uh, most people, they look, are just like, hey, you know, you want to talk about 76? And they're just like, hey, about that. We'll just add Battle Royale. Sorry, guys. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, they didn't really add a whole thing. It just wasn't... They did the same stuff. I don't know. I just... The games what? themselves are cool, but it wasn't really a performance. At something like E3, you should perform. There really, there really wasn't a whole lot that really kind of gripped people i think at the bethesda conference like i think aside from ikumi nakamura with her with, with her presentation for ghostwire it was just kind of monotone yeah i mean i i saw some stuff here and there that i that i was like okay cool i'll keep an eye on that but a lot of that stuff is for 2020 and then i think nintendo was like the main company that um 
gave us something for like 2019 to look forward to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to really be excited about a ton of games at the same time, especially when we know like Mario Maker's coming right up, and then like Ooh. you're gonna start seeing more and more games that oh, we're yeah. excited about come this fall. And I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I I still don't have like an exact feeling about E3 just because I'm normally really tuned in and really excited about everything. But I think because like, I just had so many other things going on during E3 that I just like didn't care. Well, Steph mentioned how it was kind of a lukewarm E3. And I I would agree with that because we're at a point where the next generation of consoles is just around the corner and you know, they didn't show a lot of games that were coming out this year, like almost Every game that was like February 2020, March 2020, April 2020, you're like, okay, anything coming out this year? No, it's still in that lukewarm period. And so E3 is going to be in that same vein of, all right, you know, here's some games, enjoy. But I think that... Oh, sorry, continue. For Nintendo, I think Nintendo and Microsoft had really good conferences with Nintendo's Direct and Microsoft coming out with two hours of games over games over games oh yeah Keanu Reeves and (laughs) Bethesda yeah you know they didn't have much they had you know talked about Fallout talked about some Elder Scrolls Online showed a bunch of Doom Eternal it it looks it looks really good Uh, I think Square Enix did a really good job with their conference you know 20 minutes of Final Fantasy 7 remake like done Avengers looks yeah. Yeah. I have some thoughts, but we'll see. I'll save them until they get to me. Yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, Nintendo was very strong with their presentation, you know, showing off two Smash characters, more Astral Change, Link's Awakening. And, you know, they had no right to show off any footage for Breath of the Wild sequel. Like, we know oh, it's more yeah. out there, but it was still so good. All that yeah. hype. Oh, it was, it was great. Oh wow! So yeah, Steph, you know, calm down. I can't. It's Breath of the Wild, man. It's in the Bioshock. Well, it'll be a few years life. before we see that, but yeah. Well, like maybe not. Possible. I mean, they're running off the same engine. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so actually, maybe a couple years. I would argue not, though, Logan, because they clearly put a lot of a lot, a lot of resources and money into the engine they had for Breath of the Wild. So then. Uh-huh using that for another game is just economical because honestly oh, yeah, for sure no seriously seriously if you use that for a single game and that got rid of it that is a terrible use of your investment and i know people have been making kind of comparisons to it but this could easily be the quote-unquote majora's mask to breath of the wild's ocarina of time if that makes any sense no and, it does and, and it's I'm, a brilliant engine why like people love it if they re-see that it's like yeah and if it's supposed to be a sequel it's there's nothing wrong with reusing that same engine absolutely i just hope they add more stuff so that the world's not so empty wait, 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 wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute they should you play thought, forza wait, wait a minute you thought <laughs> yeah you thought brother of the wild's map was empty that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast. dude there is okay like i just there are times where i'm like i was bored playing that game <laughs> I enjoy the 2D Zeldas so much more. You get bored with canceled. than the 3D one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called being a true fan. Oh, oh, oh I like the classics. Up, buddy, I like the classics. We don't gatekeep over here, man. Get, get out of here. <laughs> if you're true I'm fan, kidding. you're gonna see Ocarina I didn't, I didn't finish you know, the greatest. I didn't finish Breath of the Wild, but I'm you know I'm on my master. I don't, I don't finish a whole lot of games. I completed that three times. <laughs> 
I I think True, the biggest yeah. letdown for me was like like I thought Microsoft had a great conference, but like the thing is like Nintendo's given us stuff to look forward to like with this year and next year. Sony still has some games coming out, you know. What like uh, we got Death Stranding this fall, and then we've got Last of Us, whenever the hell, and Ghost of Tsushima. So like we know they have stuff that they're giving us. So it's like, it's not that bad for them, but like, what is, what is Microsoft giving us besides game pass, which game pass is awesome. And they, and my view on it completely changed, but I don't have an Xbox. And a lot of those games that are on there, like I would like to play it, but I'm not like dying for them. I think to be honest, the people who watch E3, not too many of them have Xboxes. All my friends who just have an Xbox, they're like, yeah, whatever. We'll hear about it later. Or we'll look at the memes. But most people who watch it are PC or even Nintendo people. I don't know about that. An argument can be made for that. that. I don't know about that. It, it also is kind of unusual since I'm seeing a lot of positive buzz for like smaller stuff. Like like my, like my friend Pedro came out recently, and apparently it's a really good really good high score junkies game. And a lot of positive buzz has been going around for John Wick Hex, uh, Mike Biffle's big break with the, with the John Wick license. Apparently, people have been calling it like XCOM meets Superhots, and that's all I need to hear to get into that. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it my turn to talk? Sure. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I, well, I do have some thoughts on E3, and it really does kind of amount to what everybody else has been saying. The whole thing was very much a resounding eh for me the, all, the whole way through like there were some shining moments like i mentioned uh, i mentioned ghostwire and nintendo's presentation was just perfect and i'll say it's devolver digital's presentation is like my favorite long form highly polished professional shit post of the entire conference that i just delightfully indulgent every single year now since they started doing it. But when it comes to the big presentations, I, I do feel like as Logan has said, we are kind of a transitionary period between, between console generations. And because of that, not a whole lot's being shown, but the one thing that really bothered me is the lack of gameplay footage that was shown at these presentations. Now, we did have people at the show, you know, like Joe Charles, Gaby, Julian, you know, you know Dell, Odell Harmon Jr. They were all there. They had a chance to play. You could read their stuff up on the site. But when it came to us at home watching the show, there was a lot of focus on pre-render trailers and fancy gloss and like maybe two seconds of gameplay, but you can't really tell because it's in-engine and maybe you can kind of interact with it, but you can't really tell. Like, oh, like we talked about this like the first on the first day or so of the prior podcast. Like we were arguing over whether or not that Halo footage was was an engine or not. Then it but says it's an engine on the screen. It says it's an engine, but it still doesn't feel authentic. And that whole kind of double guessing thing kept happening because of how much they kept relying on these these very polished pitches instead of showing even if it is an early build and i did see there was like some trepidation but in the industry i think vg 24 7 hit on this it's because a lot of people online look at footage that's shown at these presentations and do these like comparisons when the game launches and suddenly say these companies lie to us it should look a whole lot better than this and they and they interpret it and they interpret that as negative press and they don't want to give fuel to this sort of miniature cottage industry of nitpick videos or, or, or these technical of these technical breakdowns and 
I think that's kind of disingenuous because I actually kind of wrote a take about E3 that when it came to uh, Square Enix's reveal for the Avengers, which really it actually soured me after a while. Like like when like when I, when I was at the presentation, I was like, oh shoot, we're finally getting an Avengers game. Oh look, there's Taskmaster. Oh my, oh man, did they say Terrigen? Does that mean we're going to get the Inhumans? Like I was excited. But then I looked over the presentation, and all I really got out of it was, hey, we're making the game. Hey, we got voice actors for it. And it's voice actors you recognize. And here's some cutscenes. So I'm like, okay. But it didn't. I think, I think a lot of it, too, is kind of jarring to just see, like, these other Avengers. And because we're so, like... Used. in love with the the ones from the movies the that when we see these and everyone's like it's like the kmart brand avengers yes like that's actually something i wrote up in my piece um which i'll i'll bring it back to the thing is that what really got me was that yeah there was a group together and it just like they tried to go for mcu likeness but then they couldn't get the right so they had to do these like uncanny valley you know knockoff you know you know dollar Spend store double. Yeah, dollar store yeah. versions of the characters, but also the character proportions are just sort of all over the place. It looks kind of amateurish. Like, like, like Black Widow's head is too big for her body, and it looks kind of cartoonish. But then you look to like you know Iron Man; he's got like a tiny head on a big robot suit. Then you have whatever the heck force going on with with his forearms. It just doesn't gel all that well. And I'm gonna say it's as much as I do love the MCU films. Visually speaking, they are very washed out and not all that, you know, vibrant. I mean, they try with some of the some of those movies, but overall, everything just has this sort of dour, gray thing to it. And I know they do it for special effects budget reasons, but it just doesn't look all that good. And when you're making a video game, you don't have to deal with those restrictions. So it feels like they're doing it to ape the MCU. But then you pivot over to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order for the Nintendo Switch, and it's all color, it's all personality, it's all of them just sort of leaning into, into you know, the big Marvel crossover game. And it's the strangest thing ever because Square Enix revealed their big Avengers game and saying, hey, we got all this talent, hey, we have all this money, hey, we have all this stuff, hey, no, hey, no pay DLC, it's all going to be free, we're going to support this thing, it's going to be big, it's going to be great, and I'm like... I don't care. This just feels like an like a very elaborate elevator pitch. And then I look over to Ultimate Alliance three three, and it's like, oh hey, there's play footage. Wow, that looks like a lot of fun. Oh snap, an eye crawler's in there. I'm gonna check that out. It was like the most unintentional bit of marketing for Ultimate Alliance three I've seen in my life. And That's funny. I had the exact same feeling after watching the Avengers and then seeing Ultimate or Black Order. I was like, I want to play that now. It looks really good. Yeah, and that's kind of what kind of got me when it came when it came to a lot of the presentations. Like gameplay footage matters. Like as much as you know, people will say, "Oh, you know, oh, we don't want to, you know, you know, invite, invite the nitpickers." It shows you have confidence in your product and that it's tangible and that people can it, it can infer if that's a game they'll enjoy or not. I mean, heck, I mean, heck, that's basically what happened with Ubisoft when it came to Watch Dogs Legion. And what are people talking about now? Oh hey, we can, oh hey we can play as an old lady and you know and you know and you know hold people up. I'm like yeah, you know that added that added so much to it. Even though it's you know going to be another Ubisoft open world action game, but hey, they were able to sell that gimmick. 
Same thing with everything that, that Nintendo showed off. Gameplay gives everything this very tangential punch, but a lot, like 95% of the presentations we saw this year was just, hey, we're doing a thing, here's a trailer, and then we're going to have developers on stage talking about the game. Or we're going to have personalities talking about the game. I thought it was dumb how everybody cheered because they were saying, like, oh, we don't have any pay-to-win mechanics or any, like, loot boxes. And it's like, and people cheered, like, That's, get out of here. Like, like, you shouldn't have that shit. <laughs> yeah, especially since the Avengers was is like... You're not a mobile game. Yeah, yeah. Also, what... Also, how else am I going to unlock more Avengers? <laughs> through loot boxes. Yeah. Paid Gosh, DLC. Yeah, oh, you have to use a claw to grab them. Oh, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, let's I've do still it. Okay, I'm not back the loot boxes. With a, that Avengers <laughs> game, I know, just to shit on it more, I'm still not sure what type of game it is because of what you're saying, Tyler. Like, Just just show me. I, I don't know. It's so unclear. Is it a Why did they show gameplay? Why? Is there a... Is it a third-person action game? Is it like is it a co-op thing? Is it story-based? Like I, yes, no, maybe I. What? I tell you what, <laughs> though, it is no Bioshock. Thank you, Steph. <laughs> well, people like to play new games. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of looks Lego-y, but the Lego game to me is there. Ooh, I do like those Lego games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I think the hype was just end game ended and people are just like, cool, let me try to relive or something. And they just, it, it, it just they could have capitalized on that so much better. It did feel like they were trying to piggyback on, on the hype and kind of mislanded. Like, like the strangest thing is that there was like a brief, like five seconds or something of them fighting Taskmaster. And I'm like, you can make a set piece out of that. Taskmaster is a very underrated Avengers villain, and he's just like, hey, I'm here, explosion. What? Like, what? Yeah. It, it, it just felt not, not all that well. I mean, even... When even does the, the game come out? I don't know. March or April or something? 2020, May? so they yeah. definitely have a lot of time to work on it, so hopefully they pull Avengers like a Sonic May, movie. That is, I think Avengers is May 2020. I'm more hopeful for the Sonic movie at this point. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. Having said all that, though, there, there was like one or two games that I, that I, I am really ex- interested in, if only for the novelty alone. And it's uh, Deathloop and, and Ghostwire. Like, like, th- like, two, like, those two are like the big ones I'm really interested in. Agreed. And also Doom Eternal, but then again, Doom, Doom Eternal was like the exception to the rule. It showed it showed gameplay on top of uh, on top of all the crazy stuff that's going to happen because it's Doom, and that's what you do in Doom. Doom, rip and tear. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of what happened to me with E3. Like the whole presentation just felt very staid and stale and very much like treading water. Like they were so afraid to step on any angry consumer gamer toes that they didn't bother making a splash anywhere. There was so much backlash from that watchdogs, clearly next gen footage. And then that was downgraded when it finally came out. And then the division two or the division one, when that was shown and how that got stepped back, I think they're just 
we're waiting. We have to wait until next gen is really talked about before they're going to show anything. So we just get CG. So no one can complain. Not the game. Just shut up. Here's your trailer. And it's <laughs> unfortunate. And now you have me complaining like, where's the gameplay? Where's the game? What are you trying I agree to with you, though. What are you trying to sell me, a movie or a game? Come on. And then we get stuff like Elden Ring. Or Elden, R- Elden Ring? Yeah. Where it's just like, what What even is this? When is this? What? I, okay, right. fine. And, and once again, everything that was interesting on the show, like I'll bring it up again. Heck, didn't say, didn't, didn't, say, didn't say a single one of those because how, how the heck ever make, you know, some of that "quote unquote" looks like a mobile game seem interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I may be projecting a little too much on some haters on the internet, but <laughs> uh, but back back to Microsoft show. I did like the showcase they did give to some of the more arty games that they they were publishing. Like Twelve Minutes looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, you know, there were some spots here and there, but from the big big names, like the only ones I even remotely remember was. What was Bethesda and Nintendo? So, but again, to be honest, E three people are physically going there now. It's not just here's the trailer, here's gameplay. You have to present the reason why there's a stage. Um, it's not just for uh, business people; it's for everyday people now. They have to give us something. They just need a pres- even if it's a bad game. Pretend that it's fantastic. Don't just last minute. It's just like, oh, what do I need to write these index cards? Because that's also how it kind of felt with Forza. Hey, here's a cool car to distract people. Like, here's Keanu Reeves. And Keanu's like, I love you guys. Like, he was just being himself. But there was no actual... It, it just wasn't. It, there was uh, style, you know? no substance. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, like even with the novelty, we're getting... Um, Count Reeves as Johnny Silverhand in, in Cyberpunk 2077. We really didn't see much else about the game itself, other than it's going to be coming out. Like, like, uh, like, seriously, he, he just showed him for to give a release date. Not much else. Honestly, we could look that stuff up ourselves. We have Google. We have YouTube. It's like going to a retailer and one um, person say you're at a uh, Best Buy and. Um, someone's like, yeah, you should just buy this game. But the consumer's like, but why? Um, do you want to be just like, I don't know, I just work here, just buy it? Or do you want the person to get in-depth to reason why this? Without spoiling, of course, um, you want to see that in their eyes. Like, you, you just see businessmen, there's just like, they don't know how to perform, they just don't... <sighs> that's that's it. Like, with E3, I could go on YouTube, I could look up these trailers myself. Why should I stop and watch E3 when I have YouTube just to look at that stuff? Why? Because it gives them a platform to talk about games past the trailer. You know, they could talk about the mechanics. They could talk about things that, that they're doing with the game. barely did. They were just like, it was kind of like stale. Like, it, talk about that, but you need to, like, you're on a stage, perform for it. Like, don't be like, here's this, this, this. I could read that. I know and, you do. More than and, welcome to. And it is kind of... It is a fury we are asking for this sort of stuff, though, because, sorry, it is a fury we're asking for this sort of stuff, though, because a lot of resources do get diverted from development to work on vertical slices and demos and like, and there have been cases where a lot of that can very grossly misrepresent the, pro- the product. Like, you know, we, we, we saw that happen with Anthem recently, but, mm-hmm. it, but, but, you know, it does help with the pitch and help sort of justify the show. Like you said, like you said before, you know, having people on stage and being able to express 
more about the game than just the trailer because, you know, as Ben kind of said, um, if, uh, this is kind of a bad example, but after the Avengers trailer, they brought people on stage trying to talk about it. But if you notice, once again, they really didn't say a whole lot about the actual experience itself. No, what I'm saying yeah. is, like, I'm glad that they talked about it, but it just seemed dull. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They didn't seem like it was... There was no show too much about it. There was just... It's like no, excuse me. I saw all those people come out dancing for Just Dance. Talk to me about showmanship. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> well, 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 that's Ubisoft. Ubisoft <laughs> does that every year because, well... I, I feel like Ubisoft still does those 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 dance numbers just because they know there's going to be at least three people on YouTube that edits, edits them together for their like e three you know snark joke videos and they're like well but some press so let's do it because <laughs> yeah. at least with Nintendo the way that they do their trailers it gives you that hype you know Nintendo has their different um, vibe but when people are like straight up on, like there they're just like hey guys. What's up? Like, I learned that type of stuff in speech class. Like, come on. I, I don't know. I get, like, you're there it's, to it's, explain it's, more. It's not it's what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They should just explain it in a different way. Don't just um, sit there in front of me. It's just like, that could be boring. You have everyday people coming. It's not just um, business people or whatever, whoever was there before. Um, you got real life people. You you have to put on a show. You have to because you gotta sell yourself. Like the Nintendo yeah. Direct was just trailer after trailer. That's not selling or showing off anything. It was just but, trailer, but, trailer, well, trailer. It wasn't just the trailer. Nintendo did their own like classic thing. They I mean they, they had the treehouse after. They, they weren't on a stage. a stage though. No, they didn't have a stage. It was if just Nintendo, a Nintendo had Direct. a stage. Yeah, it was just basically Nintendo Direct. That's different. Now, if Nintendo had a whole stage, I'm pretty sure it would be different. Because when Nintendo has had a stage before, they were just like, hey, here's the actual. They'll bring the Switch out. It'd be just like, you want gameplay? Boom. Here it is. Let's Wii play. Wii music. I miss the old Nintendo days. <laughs> like, that Wii music's bomb, first of all. But okay. that, All right. Uh, I don't know. Well, to sum it all up, Math normies three. are ruining E3. Um... Let, let's go ahead and uh, round out this podcast. So what we're going to do, um, one by one, we'll each talk about a game that we are looking forward to that's coming up. So let's start off with Ben. You've been very quiet. I don't well, like it. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, everyone uh, basically summed up my opinions on E3 anyway. It's so lukewarm. Why shit on this horse or kick it or whatever you do with horses that are dead? Um, Ew. I don't, I don't know what people do. I don't know. <laughs> Continue. Disgusting. Anyway, uh, Mario Maker 2 comes out next Friday. I'm super excited. I'm planning a couple of long streams that weekend. Gross. To Yay. really dive into that. Because I love me some Mario Maker. Well, you are the Mario yeah. Maker king. Yeah. But I played like, 15, like 1,500 hours of the first one. So right. I'm into Weird it. flex, but okay. That's yeah. like 25% of what Steph played on Borderlands. Right? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I haven't wept in days. I'm, I'm back, folks. Hi. Oh, you left? Hey. I legit didn't know until I saw the messages. Hey. Hey. Hey, finger guns. 
Well, the <laughs> listeners didn't know you left, Tyler. So now that you're saying you're back, it's weird. Way to go. That, that, was, that was my evil Damn twin. Damn it. That was Can my I evil twin. Ruined the illusion. <laughs> it, it was my... So Super Mario Maker 2 for Ben. Yes. Exciting. Solid. Joke. Um, it would be me, I guess, next. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't have one. <laughs> wow. Language. Uh, language. Uh, I didn't shit. think of the answer to my own question. Wow. Well, I just like... then. The next okay, next game I'm looking forward to, NBA 2K20. Oh. That's all I got. Damn it, Joel! Shut up! All I got for now. You and your all I got for now. You and your dark basketball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Anthony Davis on the Lakers. Who? Exactly. It was a good choice. Good choice. Good I know choice. a few basketball players now because of that. Actually, Dude, after after this this last playoffs, I'm so hyped on basketball. I can't wait to play more. NBA oh, Joe, after we're done with the podcast, <laughs> I have to tell you some stuff from work. They're with actual baseball players in the gaming section. Video games that you meet, uh, basketball players. Just saying, guys. Oh, OK. All right. All right. Logan, Mr. Logan. I am looking forward to summer games done quick. That starts on the 23rd. Oh, I and know. So, so that's excited. going to encompass all my time right now. Because I can't wait. That will be streaming twenty four seven on the TV in my house. <laughs> One of my favorite times of the year is when there's a GDQ fucking marathon going. Oh yeah. Oh just, boy. Just put a chip in me. <laughs> put a chip in you? What? Yeah, I don't know what that. Yeah. Okay. Pringle. That's, uh, that, that sounds very black. <laughs> that sounds very Black Mirror esque. Terrifying. Oh, it sounds like weird dad humor, and I don't like it. Steph. Okay. Um, looking, well, okay. No, you can't choose Borderlands Three. Okay, choose something different. Pick something other than Borderlands Three, please. Challenge yourself. Well, guys, it's been fun. Uh, well, I was trying to think of something else. Here it is. What about a Nintendo? Game oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pokemon. Sorry. Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, Scottish last. Um, just that new, tra- just all the new little Pokemans. There's, just, it's so exciting, especially seeing all that on the Switch. This is the first Pokemon game on an actual, like a po- traditional Pokemon game on a console. So they have that they can do and stuff like that. Oh, I'm just really excited for it. The uh, I pick Sword, so it's just a dog running around with a sword, and I am okay with that. There's a Corgi. There is a Kogi. Oh, yeah, I, I will die for Wulu. I just mm. so I went. I went back recently and played a little bit of a Pokemon Let's Go or whatever, mm-hmm. and gotta hate it. Um, I used to really like. I, I really liked it when it first came out, Whoa. but going back and playing, I'm like, I'm like, I hate this again. We should. That's another. What about time. it? Um, I don't no, know. I just don't right like. <laughs> no, but, I don't no, like the way ben, it feels. No, no, stop. I'm just I don't like the way stunned. It feels. Yeah, so I, I well, I think, I think the end game is just not. Man, you scared Tyler off. I'm not even a big fan of Pokemon, and I'm offended. <laughs> I think t- to be honestly, honestly, it's the end game stuff. Just it's just better. It's just better in the older. That ones. game's just yeah. It's anyway, not about the end I am game. very happy. So I did, uh, I, as a birthday present, got that little Pokemon Go ball, which I absolutely love because it got me to actually play Pokemon Go a little bit more. Because of my commute, and since I live in the big city of Chicago. I use it a whole ton and I work at um, a certain Best Buy where there's um, 20 Pokemon at one time. So that works. And the fact that I can sit in the newest Pokemon game 
it's really dope. It's super comfortable to use. Um, just trying to figure out what buttons what sometimes that was a little confusing. Um, uh, but once I got the hang of that, it's good. So again, I'm very happy, I'm excited for Pokemon, but I just yeah, I don't have the funds out. to get it um, right away. Um, All right. Well, we said one, but that's okay. Uh, I'll just slide that in there because I can't say Borderlands Three. Um, you tried. My, you know, it was hey, there. since you got two, I'm going to say Dragon Quest Builders too. Okay, so, so sure. hey, hey, you tried, Steph. It's good. I mean, Ben technically said I'm just piggybacking off Ben's too. So, oh, wow. Tyler, one game you are looking forward to. Okay, I feel attacked. Tyler's dead. Uh, his, internet his internet is. Oh no. I'll, an- I'll answer for him. Borderlands 3. Stop! 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 Don't you dare! <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- don't you freaking dare, Steph. I hate people putting words in my mouth. <laughs> my name's Tyler, and I like beef. <laughs> you're on the uh, list, Joel. Unusual. <laughs> you're on the list, Joel. But uh, I, since Ben said Super Mario Maker 2, I'm going to say Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Good choice. All right. Oh, yeah. Like, the minute I saw them bringing back some of my favorite characters, like Nightcrawler, Ghost Rider, all those other characters, I'm like, yes. And did anybody see um, uh, the Nintendo Treehouse um, uh, game uh, gameplay demo they showed off? I did not. Uh, they, they showed off a level where you, where you go to, like, the X-Mansion to fight, them off, to fight off a bunch of Sentinels, and they had the best introduction of Deadpool joining the party ever. Like, like there's a moment where, like, Magneto and the Brotherhood of Mutants show up and, like, Juggernaut attacks... And you're running away from him, and you know because he's rampaging through, through through the school, and he and he runs over a taco stand in the cafeteria put together by Deadpool to celebrate Taco Tuesday. Oh and my gosh! And, and there's this elaborate like cutscene where he like breaks through. Deadpool's like, "No, my tacos!" And then he breaks out of swords, and it's like Deadpool has joined the party. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like that's one way to get Deadpool. You see, that's what I meant when I said personality and charm. You know, that was just sort of lacking with the Avengers. I'm like, okay, yeah, this game gets it. It does look really good. I'm I'm becoming more excited about that game the more I see of it. Because at first I was like, man, this looks like shit. <laughs> and then the more I saw of it, I was like, okay, wow. I get it. I like language. It. I, I've always <laughs> language, but I've always loved the the Ultimate Alliance games. Like they really were basically just superhero Diablo if you if you kind of break it down because it's just your, your numbers go up, you fight a bunch of stuff, numbers go up, fight a bunch of stuff, numbers go up, fight a bunch of stuff. But I like it. It's it, it just kind of cheesy the way you know does this whole sort of you know trip through the Marvel universe style and. I'm just so happy to have the X-Men and the Inhumans and the Avengers together in one game again, you know? That's a Switch exclusive, right? Yes, it is. I imagine it'll probably yeah. go somewhere else eventually. I'm actually still, waiting, waiting. I'm actually still waiting for them for, for them to see if they can't do like a port job of the other two Ultimate Alliance games. Although yeah. I don't... Although I get a feeling that maybe rather than legal things, I don't know. I, I mean, did, I like the X Men Legends ones. Those oh, those good. were so good. Those ones were good. Yeah, I did like. Ul- I did like Ultimate Alliance one with um with everything it did. I mean, geez. But yeah, that's my one for E three. I was excited. All right, guys. Well, I think that's exactly what we expected it to be. So <laughs> uh, we're gonna go ahead and end the podcast here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. All fifty nine of you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know and, why uh, I just waved. I, no one can see me. Congratulations. Okay. Congratulations, Joel. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. 
well, we made it. Um, and now we're getting farther and farther away from E3 and hopefully to some very cool games. And of course, uh, keep it tuned to thegamefanatics.com for all the great content that we keep coming out with. And of course, head over to youtube.com slash gamefanatics and watch our interviews with a lot of the cool uh, game developers and creators. And uh, let us know what you think. Goodbye. Bye. Later. Hello. Hello.